You're about to listen to an episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss interesting HR topics and solve some of our listeners' submitted questions. And occasionally I'll go off HR topic and talk about whatever I want to talk about. Think barbecue, space exploration, technology, money, managing, business, things that interest all of us. We get a lot of emails with questions. Stay tuned for details on how you can submit yours to the show. And now let's get started. Okay, so everybody, um, Harley, introduce yourself and, and please tell all the listeners what, what you do for Cedar. I brought, again, as you guys, everybody who's listening knows what the hell just happened in HR. I'm often bringing folks over from um, Cedar HR Solutions with a, another company I founded, and we kind of talk about things that are going on, and that's, you know, what the hell just happened. Harley, yes. what, do you, what do you do for Cedar? I am the Solution Center Administrative Manager. Ooh, so the Solution Center is that bank of uh, experts that we have. Those are the people with tons of ex- HR experience. They're the ones who answer our uh, our members' calls uh, mm-hmm. looking for a uh, solution which is compliant with whatever state and local laws are and yes. a, a human approach to, and here's a way you might address fixing this issue. So yes. you're bringing a very cool thing in here today. I am. Um, but Harley, before we do that, I, I want to point out that we got you from dentistry. You did. Yeah. I have worked in two facets of dentistry. Which two? I started in ortho, in orthodontia. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an office manager, insurance biller, okay. treatment coordinator. And then I worked for oral surgery, also as a treatment coordinator. Oh, awesome. I didn't know that you had worked for an oral surgery practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that that is something that we like to do here at, at uh, or do I, I got I to say here because I am sitting in the building. Yeah. <laughs> that is something that we love to do at Cedar, which is we like to find people who have actually worked in the industries that we that we're working with. And, and we work yeah. with all kinds of medical and we've got people from all over the place. But we're always looking for that practical experience that gives uh, every you know, that gives us, a, I think, a leg up when we're trying to do the right thing, you know, and answer yeah. an answer in a real way where we understand. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I. I guess I get to get on a little bit of a soapbox. I think if you call um, your your national, international giant payroll company and and you are asking them for HR support, the first thing you should ask them is to tell you what's the difference between a hygienist and a dental assistant. And if they can't answer that question, or what's the difference between an injection specialist and a and a, a you know a, you know whatever it looks like, they yeah. they're not going to be able to answer it. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to know. And 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 if they don't know then how are they going to give you a good answer to your HR problem, to your human problem? Okay, now I'm off my soapbox. I'm done. Harley, you're bringing a really good problem in. I'm just going to paraphrase it. Okay. Doctor uh, doctor is, uh, in this case, we're in a dental practice, but as you pointed out, we see this in other types of medical practices. I think in med, med spot shows up there quite a bit too. Med spot, even in medical, yeah. urgent care, it yeah. happens in a lot of our other members, but most frequently in dental practices. And, and, and it, what we're talking about is some kind of program whereby the doctor will treat the employees as patients. So if, right. an, if an employee needs work done or needs something, um, there are often programs in place in these dental practices, which uh, either offer for some kind of free treatment and also often extend it to family members. Right. It's kind of a perk. I mean, a lot of times these practices, they're small. Mm-hmm. They don't have formal dental insurance to yep. offer as a benefit. So this is where they try to supplement that. 
I have two brothers down in Louisiana who treat each other's uh, employees. Oh, that's an interesting. It's a very smart approach. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it keeps really, things separate. It keeps things separate. So um, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Anyway, I just threw that out there. No, that's awesome. Um, okay, so first thing. And Harley, you use the word noble to describe this. It's a noble cause to want to take care of your people. Mm -hmm. So this doctor is, I think, relatively new, uh, has a team. Team comes to the doctor and says, look, other practices do this, um, this being provide some kind of treatment program, Mm -hmm. and, um, and we should do it too. So the doctor feels a little pressure, but I think the doctor also agrees. It's, it's a good idea. Yeah, they they agree that it's a good idea. They struggle with the concept of doing something for free and paying someone to do that for them. Right. So they're looking for some kind of a a, a, a fix to that. So mm-hmm. in comes logic, right? Right. And they come up with, with what I think is a is a, a really it makes sense that they come to this conclusion. Hundred percent. Yeah. So what do they what do they do when they're uh, let's let's give well no with no further ado. What are they, what, what in this case that we're talking about, and we see this often. Yeah, this isn't any one What's number. The idea? This happens all the time. Uh, the idea is, well, I'll give the treatment to you and your families for free. In exchange, you will clock out and treat each other and each other's families for free. Right. Um, which makes, I think, in a tit-for-tat sort of thing, this makes, makes sense. sense. I'm going to do something mm-hmm. for free. You're going to do something for free. But Harley, since working here, you've learned that that's a problem, haven't you? It is a problem. It's a problem for several reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, wage and hour compliance is not there at all. If you have employees clocking out and doing productive work inside your practice. But also there's other issues with that as well. Let's say that the employee got hurt mm-hmm. while this was happening. Now there's a worker's comp claim that's complicated by the fact that they weren't on the clock. Mm -hmm. What if the patient got hurt Mm -hmm. and the person who was providing treatment to them wasn't on the clock? Is your malpractice insurance carrier going to cover that? Yeah. You know, that's just a small factor to think about. What what would a lawyer do with you treated patients while you were not on the clock? Does that mean you're what what does that mean? That right. that would not be that would not fall in your favor. So I want to no. go back to the thing that Harley was just like, well, there's a wage and hour issue. Harley, there's a huge wage and hour oh, yeah. issue here. That's the biggest thing. They're one. doing they can't volunteer. No one can volunteer their work to you. And so in order for your practice to be fully um because by the way, your practice is fully accountable. Mm-hmm. So free or not, something happens in your practice. You need your malpractice insurance in place. You need your work, workers' comp insurance in place. You need all these things in place. Right. So you complicate that when you try to get people to go off the clock. But still, it's a wage and hour violation because they are working for you, mm-hmm. and you can't have people clock out under those conditions. It just – you can't do it. Correct. It's not legal. It can get you in quite a bit of trouble. 100%. Okay, so can't now pay, you can't pay people in chicken. And you can't pay people in chicken either. You can't trade them. Little yeah. callback. Yeah, to little callback to the early to the early podcast. <laughs> um, so now that we've put that out there, we have to come up with a plan, right? We right. need a policy that we communicate. So I, I just thought we, I touch on a few things here. Yes, please do. Just a few things, Harley. Like, um, well, first I want you to talk about the insurance concerns. You talk okay. about that because you've run insurance. And by mm-hmm. the way, everybody's listening. I'm hashtag disclaiming. I don't think we're supposed to say hashtag anymore. 
<laughs> I am disclaiming that we nor Harley are experts in insurance, but we know something and we're yes. about to tell you that it's a problem with the insurance. What's the problem? Harley? The problem is, is you cannot bill insurance if you aren't going to bill the patient. So a lot of times people build into this stuff. Uh, it's free unless someone who's coming has insurance. And then if they have insurance, we're going to bill them. Is that right. a problem? It is a problem. Yeah. So, I mean, just because the office doesn't provide dental insurance doesn't mean that the employee or their families might not have it through another person right. in their family who's working. Right. Right. And so what the doctors see is money on the table that they're right. not claiming. So they're like, well, we'll do this for free, but we're going to go ahead and submit the claim mm -hmm. and we'll write off the difference. Right. The problem with that is the insurance company needs to get the same discount that the patient gets. Right. And the patient's getting a hundred percent discount. 100% discount. So, you know, you know, people who work in this industry, they know about fee schedules mm -hmm. and percentages and co-insurance and all of that. And that comes into play still here. Mm -hmm. And they, and it's kind of standard in these offices to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But insurance companies do audit occasionally and you don't want to be found yeah. in non-compliance, especially with an insurance company you're contracted with. Yeah. So if you dig down in your agreement and talk to your insurance provider, you'll find what Harley's telling you and you'll be able to kind of, you know, learn about it and educate yourself. Yeah. On verify it. all this with the insurance company themselves. They'll yeah. tell you exactly what their expectations are. Yeah. So um, the next thing I want to go back to is how you would build a policy or, or something that would kind of explain how you do this. I'm just going to give everybody a few ideas. There's more that we build into these policies when we're working with a medical practice. Um, so, um, some ideas. It doesn't always have to be free. It can be at cost. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of times, if it's a little bit of a stretch for you, you're still paying everybody because you have to, you could put in that we'll do this for cost. You got to pay for labs mm -hmm. and, and you got to pay for materials. So if the practice has an outlay of money for any reason whatsoever, so I mean, you got to make it clear. If we got to put a crown on that, the practice is going to practice is not going to pay for it. The, mm -hmm. the patient has to pay for it. The employee or their family member has to pay for stuff like that. That's the first thing. Right. You want to make sure you cover your, your rear end there. Um, the other part of it is, is that you could um, also, um, we, we often address, and I'll get, I'm going to give away some secret sauce here. We'll often put into a policy that these, these um, opportunities for this uh, quote unquote free treatment or whatever it looks like are to be inserted into calendars, into slots that, that cancel. So we're mm -hmm. not going to stay open extra hours. We're not going to all come in and, and, and on a special day or anything. We're going to, we're going to, when a patient cancels, we're going to say, we have a patient cancellation today at four. We figured this out at 10 o'clock. You know why we didn't figure it out at nine 30, Harley? Why? Because Cindy's late again. <laughs> and Cindy is the one who's supposed to be checking the answering machine Cindy. and letting us know when people have canceled. And we didn't find out till 10 o'clock because Cindy rolled in at 920 with a cup of coffee from Starbucks in her hand. Got to get that corrective action going okay. for Cindy. All right. So, <laughs> so I blame Cindy. Um, these are, so in the policy, it's that when we have open slots and mm -hmm. look, we know that not everybody can just leave work or come running over here to get something done, but eventually they've got to fit into the, the practices calendar to get the work done, unless it's an emergency. Assembly is not giving away your high production time slots. Yep. You know, if you are busiest after 12 o'clock yep. on a weekday, Say employees have to do their appointments in the morning. You know, every oh. office is going to be different. Yep. Every specialty is going to be different. And, you know, that's the nature of the solutions in a relationship is we can help you puzzle through those factors.
Awesome. Okay. Um, for those of you who have, no, I almost went off on a tangent there. We're probably going to edit that part out. Harley, I almost went down another tangent. Oh, no. Um, you need to, in your policy, define when they become eligible. Um, right. You know, is it in their first 30 days? Do they have to wait 90 days? Do they have to get through their getting acquainted period before they become eligible for these benefits? Uh, reflecting back to the noble thing and mm -hmm. the fact that we might be wait, making someone wait, again, you may make exceptions to your rule because someone's got an abscess and they need you to work on their, their tooth. Mm -hmm. Um you know, on the, on the other, another point to make is the, the, you know, when you treat your patients, when you treat your employees, they can proselytize for you. Like, it's like, mm -hmm. Hey, doctor did a great job, you know, didn't hurt me or their smiles better, or their teeth are cleaner or whatever that looks like. Yeah. So, I mean, that firsthand experience goes a long way with a patient. You know, you've got someone in the chair who's nervous about dental work and doesn't know what to expect. And you can firsthand say, Hey, you know, Dr. Reed has done my work personally. I know how he is. I wasn't in any pain. I felt comfortable. It's just, you know, a small forward motion for yeah. the employee. Yeah. You're like, they had nitrous waiting for me in the waiting room. <laughs> I don't even remember going to the back. It was awesome. Oh, I, I got a complete that. facelift. I didn't even know it until I got out. Or, uh, or yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, the other thing that you need to have in your policy is what happens if they leave? So yes. oftentimes we'll have doctors, they call in with this and they're stuck between a, a, a treatment and a treatment place. They're mm -hmm. stuck between a rock and a treatment place because they've got ongoing treatment going on with an employee who's either left or, or been released or a family member. And what you have to do is address that. And we have ways of addressing that. If it was free, it's not free going forward and a way to sort of address that they are your patient. So that's yeah. the big complication. They need right, to Harley? know that up front that, you know, things might change financially for yep. them or you make it hey, you get this much of a discount. And especially this, you know, I think about ortho, mm -hmm. you know, where I came from. You put basically handcuffs in people's mouths yeah. that don't come off. No. And that's your employee. And either they leave and they resign or they're terminated. Now they have a metal handcuffs. fixture in their mouth. Yeah, that needs ongoing care. Correct. Yeah. And so, so just having yeah. a plan in place for what's going to happen when and if that occurs. And complicate it more. And again, we over at Sear, we help with this all the time. Uh, make it an associate who has done that work, who either the associate leaves and you got to address it in their contract or an employee slash patient leaves. So mm -hmm. just remember, in, in, in medical, um, especially when you make your employee your patient, you have added a, a whole nother yes. level uh, there. And and I think we covered everything, Harley. Is it, did I miss anything? The only thing is, and it's not something that we help with too much, but we always tell people, make sure you know your patient abandonment laws yeah. in your state. Yeah. So at the end, we always, in a, in a term letter, we, or, we always ask when we're solving for the termination or someone or resigning and just paperwork going out the door. Right. Um, are they a patient? If they are a patient, there's something that you have to do about that. Some Correct. communication. Okay. So what the hell just happened in HR was a, uh, a dentist wanted to provide some services to their employees and they came up with a great idea, which is the dentist will give away their time as long as the dental assistants and the uh, hygienists and everybody will give away their time and that is not legal not legal that's what the hell just happened in hr thanks paul thanks harley 
Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened. If you have an HR issue, question, or just want to add a comment about something Paul said, record it on your phone and send to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. We might even ask if we can play it on the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe and join us again next week. 